Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. This episode is brought to you by Charm City Paintball Headgear Up the Wazoo. <laughs> they have uh, headbands, head wraps. Uh, he makes pack bands uh, for myself, along with many others. Um, but everything, like I've said before, man, everything is is like usually 10 runs or less. It's very high quality fabric, tough stuff. He makes uh, he makes headbands and head wraps with ripstop material, old school, uh, old school look for sure. There's no sublimation. There's there's no printing, no nothing like that. Everything is nice cloth fabric that is durable and uh, and looks damn cool. I'll tell you that. I have a, a pack band right now, which is actually a headband, but it's all individually sewn in. Uh, stars and stripes of an American flag on uh, on my pack right now, and I wear it with pride. I I, I know it took a long time to make that thing, and I, I think it's amazing, and um, I'm proud to wear that thing on there. Um, but if you guys would like to see any of his work, go ahead and uh, and look Mike up at Charm City Paintball on Facebook, along with Instagram, and he's always posting up new fabrics and uh, and, and new headbands or head wraps that he is making and he also do, does uh he does <laughs> he does custom stuff as well so uh he loves to collaborate and uh and you know make sure the customer's happy so make sure you give him a shout and uh grab some sweet headgear so thank you to charm city we're also brought to you by ckfightlife.com where if you uh if you just head over there you can find all you need as far as paintball gear along with jujitsu gear and um, and also laser engraving for your paintball marker fanatics out there. Uh, if you have a stock marker that needs a little flare, you can you can uh, send it over to CK Fight Life and they will laser the crap out of it and make it something unique and sweet. They have all kinds of stuff uh, as far as designs go. Excuse me, designs go. And you can make it one of a kind. I mean, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants something unique, and uh, and CK Fight Life can do that for you. But um, but if you're looking for pants or packs or uh, or jerseys or anything in that nature too, they have all kinds of paintball gear. Uh, and also, if you are into jujitsu, which I, which I suggest 100%, everybody out there try. Um, it's it's a great conditioning, uh, but also. It's great conditioning for your brain. I mean, just your mental tenacity uh, to be able to step on that mat is is huge. And I am a giant supporter of uh, of CK Fight Life in that nature. I think jujitsu is amazing, um, but uh, you know, paintball is amazing as well. So they they make great product everywhere and all around. So make sure you check them out. And if you want to give them a call, nine five one two one nine five zero four five, and ask for Tony. And tell them that Carl from the Playing On podcast sent you, and uh, and maybe they'll hook you up or something. Maybe you gotta give them a call though. Check them out, ckfightlife.com. And we are also brought to you by Planet Eclipse from the UK, who has made an impact in this sport like none other. I believe that they are the number one marker manufacturer, or at least the number one marker that is shot in the NXL. If in paintball, you know, tournament style in general, I don't want to make the assumption. 
I'm just, yeah, I guess, well, I'm assuming because all I see is people shooting those things, um, whether it be the, the Geo series or the CS series, which, as a lot of you know, probably, that they have the Aftershock CS2 out, which is sick, um, but the biggest platform for me has been the LV series, and, uh, and you know, some people have shot it and said, oh, it drops off, and then some people say, eh, it doesn't fit for me, but I say it fits perfect, and the shot is great, and it's smooth, and it's buttery, and it's everything that I look for. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, there's not much more I can say because you just you, you got to go out there and you got to shoot it yourself and uh, and then let me know what you think. <laughs> but uh, but I suggest them uh, anyway. I mean, Planet Eclipse all around is an amazing company and uh, you can check all of their their soft goods out with shirts, packs, uh, jerseys and all that and, and pants and all that good stuff at planeteclipse.com And uh, just keep an eye out for all their all their uh, custom markers as well. So thank you to all of our sponsors. Now into the podcast with uh, Dimitri. This thing is, I think we had a really deep conversation and, uh, and a really good and open conversation. I think this is, uh, you, you can really see that him and I see a lot of things on the same level. And um, I mean, it, Obviously, it's not always interesting when two people agree on everything, but I think it would, as far as this goes, it's it's interesting because uh, the the demographic of where he came from, along with myself, um, he's like 24 and I'm I'm 32, so there's a big gap there. But I feel like you know because of how young he started playing, he matured paintball-wise very young, and. Um, he, he, I think he sees the sport for what it really is and what it could be. So I think it was a great conversation, but um, I tend to rant. So I will shut up and uh, hope you enjoy the uh, the podcast with me too, Steve Nielsen. Yeah, Bart, uh, Bart the other day, like at the very, very last awesome minute. One. Oh, thank you. Awesome one. Yeah. It turned out way better than what I thought it was going to be. That was awesome. He shared his honest opinion on things, and I actually was, like, totally in support of almost everything. Yeah, I, I wish everybody would say that. I, th- I thought it was – I thought we had such good ideas that would, like it, – it, it would challenge the player again. And, and the biggest thing for me, right, is and, – and I think we've talked about this before – is that right now it is so easy – to be a paintball player in the fact that it's like and again i don't want to be beat a dead horse but i don't give a fuck um it's like there are no skills involved besides like right now a lot of the best players have timing right yeah and and i feel like that's kind of on this one pedestal and then it drops right down to kind of everybody else like that that pedestal is is the timing but i feel like back then if you were a good gunfighter or if you could like if you could control a lane with with one hand in semi-auto and, and like now anybody mm-hmm. can do that like it, it's yeah. anybody can do it so it's not and people are well you know shooting your gun fast is not a skill i was like have you ever done it before you've probably yeah, never you, done it before. Have you, have you accurately run shot somewhere and shot a guy like have you really done that I, have you, or have you just oh, done it and not shot a guy? Have you just done it and you know mm-hmm. trolled out there? 
or actually have you shot that guy and your paint goes exactly where you know where it needs to. Yeah. You know, there's all interesting things, interesting things people need to ask themselves before they have an opinion. Mm-hmm. No, uh, especially I, these, these people of the of generations that weren't from of old, because what you're saying is true. It's like everything's leveled. Like there's a balance now or mm-hmm. at, like in video games when they go back and re-level everything out. That's like where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, the people that are great are great because of timing. And we were fortunate to be of an era where like that was trained almost, almost trained. I mean, it was definitely like unique, but you know, you're in more situations where your timing, uh, advantage can show now the timing advantage is so minimal, uh, where the, the, when you see it happen, it is the elite, it is the most elite moves that are you know being made. But I don't know. It's kind of like college football versus the NFL. Like, NFL is crazy accuracy and like for a lot of time, a lot of season you don't see like insane things. Now receivers are big in NFL again because that's like how that real worthy. Mm-hmm. But the league used to be running back worthy, and you know, you know how the league changes in that way. That's where paintball is kind of going. Where I don't know the the greats, the Tom Brady's, the Fedorovs, they really show. Yeah, um, there's reasons why you don't see those other big moves from everybody anymore. Right. Right. Well, I think the, the the average bar is now just kind of, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I don't know if the average bar raised or lowered. You know what I mean? Because of this, funny. <laughs> this, this, yeah. this line that we've like, well, if everybody ramps, everybody's on the same platform and nobody can cheat. I was like, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, it's like you're, you're taking this, a certain skill away that if you can't shoot an autococker fast, then mm-hmm. like then what happens yeah. you know what i mean yeah which totally. i can't i'm terrible <laughs> we got the new planet eclipse g metcocker out there for you shout out to planet eclipse Oof. plug there you go little plug plug so how you doing man good um just moving into my apartment working working out um yeah motivated to play paintball it's cool hell cool yeah feeling yeah, you were telling yeah. me uh, you were telling me in Vegas that it's it's kind of been a while that you were uh, you were motivated this much at least to play paintball. Yeah, for, well, your intent, right? Your intent's like everything you do, and I think now I'm in a place where I have honest intent with what I'm doing with the game. I'm like, it just feels honest again. Mm-hmm. Not saying that what I did wasn't dishonest or anything shady was going on. It's just my motivations are different. I was trying to see how far I could go financially and. You know, everyone always talks about how you shouldn't do that. And your, your, sure priori- you shouldn't. your priorities were, were just a little shuffled. Yeah. yeah, they're different. I wanted to go play with my friends and play for money. And I thought you can't go wrong there. And I learned you can't. You totally mm-hmm. can go wrong there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think I was already in a position to make weird decisions like that with the game because I, I, I felt like it owed me something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a young like talented kid or just a young kid in general who's good at something um, thinking, you know, it's time for the game to give back. And I learned the game never does give back. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. So I'm cool. I learned all those lessons in this off season yeah. and before, but it's cool to be in this place with you guys, passionate people. And yeah, so the fire is definitely more so there than in previous years. Well, it's good to hear, man. And you know, I think, Honestly, I think everybody goes through that in their own way, whether or not they admit it. I really do yeah. because I went through the same thing, man. When I was when I played for Avalanche and then I began to get a regular paycheck to to play paintball, what? 
what? And after yeah. after I started getting it, I was like, well, of course I deserve this. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm me. I'm, I'm, I am who I am, you know? So I deserve it. standard. Yeah. And, and you know what happened is that I think when, when I kind of plateaued, I, I, I don't want to say plateaued, but when I got to that point, it was like, okay, well, I deserve this because I, I worked my ass off. In reality, we're just, we are constantly working our ass off, you know? And, yeah. uh, and, and when I got to that point, it was like, it was like, okay, I don't need to, you know, I got to this point now. I, I made my dream, excuse me, come true of getting played or getting paid to do what I love to do. Now I, you know, I, I can, I can let go. I can let, let off the gas a little bit. You know, I don't yeah. have to, the, the drive and the desire doesn't have to be there as much. And that is what, um, inevitably led me to have that hiatus of like three years because my heart wasn't in anymore. You know, I, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't uh, hungry anymore. And I know exactly what you went through, man. I can definitely relate to yeah. that. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe that was the right decision. Maybe I should have done that because I had that weird feeling of, eh, where's my, like my heart now? And that mm-hmm. was three years ago, uh, 2015 Dallas last PSP tournament. Um, the muddy one. And I, yeah, the muddy one. And I think everybody had a, a, a moment there. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, I think I should have probably walked away then and just stopped. But I'm also really stoked for everything that occurred. And that's just like a testament to just do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And don't look back. Just keep going. Yeah. Because I'm stoked. Like the position that our relationship that's developed as of late has been uh, really, really cool. And then Aftershock in general with Bruno and Rennick and everybody else, like, yeah, you know, those are, th- those are moments that like little kid Dimitri is like, stoked about, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then adult Dimitri is like, all right, let's make something of it. So I, I appreciate everything. And the, the funny thing is the grind that you're, what we're referring to for people that are listening. It's like, this is the whole journey, like the, all the way through mm-hmm. it's sun. It's like peaks and valleys, but you never get to experience either one of those things unless you just go for whatever the op, you know, whatever it is you want. Right. Uh, whether, whether it's right or wrong. So mm-hmm. closing <laughs> <laughs> outro. Well, no, it's cool because but, you know, uh, let's see. Well, we, we officially started actually talking and like hanging out and actually getting to know each other. I wouldn't even say really, well, yeah, I would say it because we had that sit down at practice at, uh, mm-hmm. at, at AC and we kind of, and, I will first off, I really want to kind of figure out who you were. Like I'm a big person on first impression and really the first hour of being around a person, because obviously there is first impression with people, but I think it's also first impression is also a mask at the same time. Totally. You know, because you don't know, you you want to try and be yourself, but you also want to try to fit in at the same time. So you you don't know what to do. Everybody's like, well, be yourself. I was like, well, well, you're, you know, if yourself is kind of something that doesn't really fit right away, you might want to ease in a different way or, you know, whatever. So I, I think that, I think a huge thing for me and you was that, that sit down chat that we had just about, really anything and everything that we were just talking about paintball related it was like oh yeah yeah this, yeah this is fucking great this is working oh, out. Glo- gloves off let's go you yeah know? <laughs> and that's the way it should be it should always be like that where you're able to just be like all right this is where we're at and just like be open about every bit of it and then be yourself yeah totally mm-hmm. that conversation did uh make everything good yeah as far as us you know mm-hmm. really it, it's not about what happens on the field it is to a degree to a huge degree but uh, 
small conversations like that can open up parts of players, parts of relationships in general. Yeah. Detrimental to teams, you know, to being a winning team that conversations like that are big. Oh, absolutely. Off the field chemistry, you know, just directly correlates to on field chemistry. I feel and and trust and, and all that shit that goes in with it. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, you're going to a haunted museum and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but that's, that's the thing that a lot of people don't recognize because we didn't, I mean, it wasn't like like a big one. I didn't even know what I was doing, but we, what happened for us is I came to one day of practice the, the Sunday before the tournament, you know, mm-hmm. and we had that one day for, for me to be like, Hey, aftershock, this is who I am. You know, this is, these are all the skeletons in the closet. This is what I've been through. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to do this. And you guys were just like super open to listening and then also contributing back and like sharing everyone's story. Everybody shared their personality and their story up front with me. And it was like, perfect. That's where we're at. All right, let's go play this tournament. You know? <laughs> And yeah. then, uh, it was cool. It was, it was a cool thing that we did. Yeah, no, I think, and I think it even helped, you know, even with, uh, I wouldn't even call it a disappointing, uh, showing in Vegas. I, I think it was very, very productive. If you, if you don't look at the numbers or fuck it, even if you do, um, cause I, yeah, I know, I know, out. yeah, I know <laughs> what it was for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were winning. Yeah. Um, fuck. I mean, if you look at it, even in the, in the impact match, I mean, I was talking uh, with Bruno about this, and he goes, the first three, you know, the first point was obviously ours. We were mm-hmm. in it the next two, and I think, uh, I, I have to go back and watch it, but I think we got a penalty or something, or some, something happened, and it was just kind of yeah, a momentum I think, swing. I, I think I may have gotten the penalty. I can't remember which, yeah, either way, there was a, there was a shift. We were in the first three points, and then there was a shift, um, but that's the story of pretty much all the matches. We won the first point of, I think, every match except for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, like we're still in a lot of them, but yeah, it was a good, good tournament. And people that don't, you know, it's so hard to get across what's a good tournament if you're not winning, right? To like ninety yeah. percent of people, they don't understand what it is. And it's like, well, kind of harping, like just to highlight, we introduced two guys to this team, uh, Pax and myself. One practice total for us and the rest of you guys and we're trying to fix all the or figure out this personality role and you know mm-hmm. all this stuff's going on so our results were huge because we got to figure out what we want to do yeah and now we have a like a all right first event we know how we want to attack this and now mm-hmm. we have the whole season to combat it so yeah i'm super stoked about the results oh, obviously you want to go out there and do well and put on and play like 100% to your ability and the you know four guys next to you but mm-hmm. that's not a paintball like you have to earn that you have to earn that right with the guy that's next to you before you can even earn it on the field against uh, five other guys you know you yeah have to earn the right next to each guy next to you but yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a respect Great. thing too for for you know I respected you and Pax coming in and uh and I re- I felt like I received the same amount of respect and I think the other guys on the team did did as well you know even though they're not as uh you're not they're not as experienced guys, but I think the respect factor was there, which is a huge thing. Cause you know, some, some guys come on teams and they're like, this is how it is. This is who I am. Whether you like it or not, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking better than everybody here, blah, 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 you know? And it's, it, it, it's so hard to fit a puzzle piece like that into all the other puzzle pieces. And, uh, the, yeah, the reception was great. If, if, uh, 
if everybody goes off the just the record that we had, the one and three, I mean, everybody like, whoa, you guys sucked. It was like, okay, well, you know, two of those games we lost by one point and could have yeah. easily gone the other way. Yeah, and well, uh, even even then, the funny argument always is, you know, well, that you guys didn't move on to Sunday. Well, for sure, but we're also not going to win the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. there's a reason we didn't move on to Sunday. It's because we weren't ready to win the tournament. So if you move on to Sunday and you're not going to win the tournament, then it doesn't make you any, you know, in my head, it doesn't really matter. Because uh, I've been on teams where we didn't make, you know, barely made cuts, like X Factor 2013. We barely made the cut to Sunday, but at least we still made the cut, and then we're there to win the tournament, you know, the mm-hmm. following day. You start the we tournament over at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah we, yeah, we lost the first part of the tournament. You know, the fate was already, you know, predetermined before we had to go through all the the theatrics of Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get different results that way. You know, it's, if we moved on Sunday, that first tournament, I don't think it's a positive thing for the state of our team. Yeah. And people are going to listen to that and think that's ludicrous. But if you don't know team dynamics, just please trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, the conversations we had because we didn't make Sunday. And the, and the chemistry yeah. that was built because we didn't make Sunday was was huge. It's important. It was huge. It's important. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, man. So let's uh let's kind of delve into your paintball history and your in your background and not not even just your your paintball background, but uh, your you know where you came from and 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 what you're all about and everything. So what uh, what part of the states are you from? Uh, I was born in La Jolla, California, and I w- grew up there for a little bit until I was about eight, and then moved to my mom and dad got relocated, moved to Dallas, and grew up there, started playing paintball there. Uh, so that's that's where I'm from. I, I come from Texas. <laughs> and uh, Fun fact, you are best friends or really good friends with Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to high school together. Uh, I've, yeah, we've hung out a number of times since uh, he's Post Malone. I knew him as Austin Post. Austin, Austin Post, Post and I, yeah, <laughs> Austin Post and I were cool. But this Post Malone character, he's, uh, yeah, he's wild. It's crazy. He's, he's a he's a character, man. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I love him. He's awesome. Uh, and that's a, another cool thing because that was another guy who just did it, what he wanted to go do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conversations that he and I have had, and not to be like the reason Post Malone is Post Malone, but just seeing other, especially growing up with people that are chasing their own deals, mm-hmm. uh, like their own passions is huge. And so, so at the time before paintball, I was really into music and I'm still into music, but I was really into making music and like the hardcore rock, like scene. Um, yeah, punk kid. And so was he. And so there was a parallel there. And then when I started getting into paintball and he found a guitar hero, we both kind of went on our own pass, and but we both just commit, stayed committed. And I had early success. I had success at a young, way younger age, relatively to him, because mm-hmm. he had success when he was 19. I had success, my success, when I was 15. So yeah. uh, achieving that was cool. And then you know now seeing him go on to do greater things is crazy too. So it inspires me to be a better player and a better person in general. Yeah, so. maybe we can we can have you both on the podcast later in the year. Yeah, that'd be huge for that'd be huge for his social media. And then he'll he can start playing paintball and everything, and then we'll yeah. we'll make paintball huge. Yeah, he doesn't like getting shot. He's not big on it. But. <laughs> He's like, nah, no, 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 not happening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but anyway, the 
tie that off it's cool if you have a passion or anything like you're into jujitsu now like you got to have people around you to support that and you know through paintball you're gonna meet other people to go do other cool things support people and then yeah my my relations are only so relative but that dude's post malone like people will know post malone yeah uh yeah you gotta support people hell yeah yeah. Well, that, that I've always said too, you know, you don't become who you are just simply by yourself. I mean, there, yeah, you, there's no matter what tragedies tragedies you've gone through, or you know, at least you know, at least the experiences that I've gone through, there's always have been somebody that has gave me at least good advice, or you know, you know, directed me in a, in a direction that I could take a step forward instead of two steps back, like. Whether it be my parents, my friends, a stranger, you know, somebody. There's there's always somebody there helping you, and and you got to believe that everybody that's on top, they didn't do that by themselves. I mean, they they yeah. were a big part of it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's it's all about who you know and and how you are. I think. totally, I support that. I'm with that, but uh, yeah, but following my relationship with Post Malone. I uh, started playing paintball when I was around 10 years old. Started playing competitively at like 11, 12. Like that, then, like that quickly? You jumped into it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like one, two, three times. Tipman 98, done deal. All right, let's get like a DM4 in this. Like, let's fire this thing <laughs> Let's up get this going. Real. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy looking back because it seems like a whole other lifetime. Yeah. But, uh it was insane growing up, coming up in that era because it was the era that you were successful, like not successful, but that you were an idol, right? Uh, you were playing for excessive when I was like getting into it. I remember going to Tim effect and then excessive mm-hmm. and like, it's just crazy to look at everything now. Go, I was still whoa. a baby then thinking about it. Yeah. I've... Yeah. It's, it's like, whoa, this is wild. Um, yeah. And then my story, like looking back to see where I am now is just, it's been know, a right? wild, wild road. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. So was it but, was it just you that was getting this deep into paintball, or did you kind of discover it with friends or anything? I went to. I hated the idea of paintball initially. Didn't like it. I, I was into skating. I was into video games. That was like my deal. Uh, paintball, for whatever reason, just didn't wasn't my thing. Until I had to go to my best friend's birthday party, and you know how that is. If you don't go to the best friend's birthday party, you're blackballed from your friend group, and then you grow up without any friends. It's awful. Yeah. So I went to the paintball party and loved it, like die hard into it. And my dad, my best friend Nico, and his dad Yuki, uh, Nico we all Hyde? played. Now I wish oh. uh, Nico Nakamura, high school or like a school friend, neighborhood friend. But uh, so we went out as like. You know, like a little squad, like dads and kids. And it was cool. We went two times, and then I never saw or heard from anybody but myself to return to the paintball field. Uh, <laughs> but it started out with friends, and then it just became like, I don't know. I was just addicted, just paintball. That was it. It was, took over basketball, football, music, every other priority for like 10 years. It was paintball. Hmm. Um, but the people that, kept me going early on i met tj danner hamilton warden who's not really playing anymore ashton johnson who used to play for x factor so that was like my little uh 
our little crew. Yeah. But uh, as far as going along and playing paintball, it was just TJ and I for the longest time. Like North Texas didn't have that much paintball going on. Um, there wasn't Greg Polly around to like have an organization. So I had to leave. I had to leave my like grassroots TJ Ashton Hamilton uh, like local scene early on and go play North Carolina and go out of state to play paintball. Um, and that, that's really when things got serious. I'd say before I was, before it was a hobby to me, mm-hmm. it was a hobby I took like super seriously. And then when I started going out of state and committing to it around 2009, like really being like, all right, you're going to do this and you're going to work out and you're going to make connections. You're going to figure out a way to play a paintball yeah. um, at a high level. Um, and it started through like networking on Xbox Live and just talking to like kids, you know, just random kids. On and what's crazy now is because that was when MySpace was around. Yeah. So I don't even know what's like with Facebook, like how easy it would be to like connect with people. You know. Oh, I know, right? So now when I hear people talk about like paintball being hard, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you have no clue. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and I'm just lightly going over like key moments. It's just like, ugh. So wow. what what was the first like serious team that you got on? Um, I don't have any ranking at this point in my career. I played in a, a ton of local tournaments and won a ton of local tournaments, but never a national tournament. The one national I played in 2007, I played for a Division II team that was realistically just like a, a team thrown together out of money just to see where these guys stood. Mm-hmm. And they took it was a bunch of grown men and then me like a 13 year old. And uh, we're playing Division Two Open against Vicious. Our draw was Vicious, uh, the Jesters, uh, I think Shot Kids or Denver Altitude, one of the, you know, one, one of the blue die teams and yeah. somebody else. And that was like my intro and it was like domination, right? Just getting worked. But uh, so first team, I, I went to a tryout and the team was called Raiden. And they were like a Division Two team at the time. But anyway, out of Texas? Tryout. Uh, out of North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. And so I got this tryout um, at North Carolina. I'm a 13, 14-year-old kid. They don't really know anything about me. I don't really know anything about these guys. It's just like I got a, my foot in the door. Yeah. Um, and my, my foot in the door is Matt Sossman, uh, which is a name drop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I showed up to this tournament, 13 years old. And I, it's all kind of a blur, really. Like, it happened. I made the team, but there was a bunch of drama going on. Yeah, I can't remember all the details, unfortunately. But made the team, and then we started training for World Cup immediately. And then what was going on is I was coming, flying back and forth like Monday, and then like I fly back home Monday to leave Thursday. I'm getting out of high school and like you know skipping class, doing everything, buying flights, really like shady stuff, like lying to everybody (laughs) about what I'm doing because I was hell bent on playing this damn game at a high level. Yeah, and. You know, three weeks leading into it, we're training every weekend into World Cup. Excuse me, I'm totally blowing the the time frame of things. <laughs> That's all right. It, it, it was a but long time ago. It was so long ago. Anyway, we uh, we play World Cup, and the people on the roster are amazing people: Heyman, Chapman, Kyle Flores, the Geigers, uh, Matt Sossman, um, myself, and that was our team. And it was like, you know, pretty much X trauma versus uh, uh, featuring. 13 year old or 14 year old kid from Texas. Like, and that was like the, that was the pitch and it, it went great and we won Yeah. and we shit out of everybody. No one even came close to us. And my parents came to that tournament 
and we were playing Division One, and that's when everything like opened up. That's when like meter was kind of created, I guess. That's yeah. when like the, the yeah like the persona paintball persona was created, and uh, since that moment things moved really fast, and uh, it's been great. The relationships I've had, there's been so many like people involved in it. I'm sure with you too. Like there's just so many people that are involved in your journey. Oh yeah. Uh, that it's hard to mention everybody, but thinking of every one of you, it's just hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's a ton of people like you know just offhand. You know, there's if uh, if I didn't know my coach from uh, from Tipman Effect as well as I did, I never would have moved out to Seattle and and worked at the indoor field there to even have a tryout or try and get a tryout with the Naughty Dogs, which ended up actually being a tryout for Excessive and you know just something simple as that because then people are like well didn't rich telford you know well that wouldn't even even happen if it wasn't for my coach from uh timid effect and that wouldn't even happen if my parents didn't let me play paintball at toledo indoor so it's like and then it comes it's right so back hard. around to everybody's yeah. you know there's so many people involved in your success it's so hard to retell like your own story and that's what's always funny about these paintball stories like ah, how'd you come up how do we do the spark notes version of this because <laughs> even the spark notes is like mega threads of stuff like, oh, mm-hmm. geez. all right but yeah so that's like when it all really took off for me unfortunately raiden didn't ever uh, the the money guy peter couture got out of it right pretty much in the offseason after we won world cup we're gonna dude if we were able to keep that team together we would have been a really really strong pro team because mm-hmm. yeah i wish that was i wish i could have seen like the way that road would have gone yeah uh, but we we all broke apart, and it was like the team that never was, as far as like amateur teams. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, uh, Matt Sossman and I like kind of like a package deal, kind of how Paxson and I are right now. <laughs> so <laughs> together, together we'll do anything. Yeah. Uh, we went and played with the Jesters for a number of years and had a ton of success with them, and the relationships there were incredible to me. Yeah, Trent Cost and Dylan and all the yeah, just everybody from that organization. Um, what they provided me was awesome and yeah you just but another off topic not really but (laughs) the funny thing is like people always talk about you know you're always jumping around from team to team or whatever Mm. but the thing is most of the time so opportunity like is gone that was there or like you know lack of you know agenda for at least accountability on deal being made um that's a, a lot of motivation for my careers or stints being with places like not lasting long or, or just the, the money, running out of money. Yeah. You know, I've been a part of tons of teams where there just wasn't money to support the players or even the team because mm-hmm. they're trying to support the players. And it's like this weird balance of, you know, it's sad to see things not last. Cause I'm looking back and I'm like, man, all these teams don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. No, I, I, I know what you mean. And, you know, it's everybody goes through all these different stages in their life too, outside of paintball, which could affect, well, which does affect, uh, you so, know, sometimes where you play or who you play for, and and uh, you know, like um, uh, New York Excess Energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was playing with Maddie and Micah and and uh, and all those guys, it's like, you know, that team would have been an, an amazing team. The Avalanche team that I played for 
that had Brandon Mayo, Danny Tiljack, Roger yeah. Penn, all those dude. That, that was, was a insane. sick team. Yeah, and, that team was dope. But um, I, I, you know, paintball teams are like bands. I feel they like, are like bands. Very similar. It's like they have these they these are. these hits and these great songs. Maybe not a great album, but they have a couple hits. And then it's yeah. like, all right, well, where do we go from here? Because you're going through a bunch of shit. I'm going through all this shit. You know, he's going through all that shit. And it's like, all right, well, let's go our separate ways. And just, I got to continue yeah. doing this. So, yeah. No, that's exactly how it goes. But, so, where, uh, so when, uh, when that whole thing broke up, where were you at? Mm-hmm. Were you immediately with Saucman, like searching for a new team to play for? Were you wanting to go pro at this time? When Raiden broke up, it was like pretty quick. We're on the Jessers. And then, oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Short term memory's gone. No, it's totally, totally <laughs> fine. But yeah, so immediately we went to the Jessers and we played for them for a number of years. And then here's another thing you have to keep in mind is ultimately the goal at that time is to go pro. Like that's what I wanted to do and that's what Paxson wanted to do. And so we were, or not Paxson, sorry, Sossman. Uh, we're building teams to do that. We built Raiden to do that, and Paxton's always on my mind too, man. I know, dude. Pax, he's never like out of the frontal lobe of my mind. I'm always like, like I always do this. I'm always like, you have to be aware. You never know if he's gonna be right behind you. He's just gonna pop up out of nowhere, dude. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, we're always trying to build these teams to go pro. And with the gestures, we're at the same point, the exact same point I've been with. A lot of teams where you just win World Cup and it's done. You win, you're, you're a pro player, you're a pro team. Yeah. Of course, like all hell breaks loose. And for whatever reason, it doesn't go according to plan. And mm-hmm. then when you don't win the tournament, you have to win. That's when the band like plays the gig that they needed to bank on and they, no one shows. Yeah. Um, that's exactly how it is for paint, or it was. I don't know how it is for divisional teams now. I'm sure it still is that way, but we didn't win. So, uh, the team was still going to go, uh, but then, you know, Saucman wanted to go pro and he had an opportunity to go play, uh, for vicious mm-hmm. and he went and did that. And that was incredible. But the only downside is, and I don't, I don't have any ill, like, I, there's no issue between him and I at all for how this happened, yeah. but he didn't tell me he was going to go leave. So Ooh. I found out. Yeah. 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 It's done. But I mean, now I, dude, I've done it to people. I get it. Like, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it comes around and goes around. But, uh, so I, he didn't tell me. And so it caught me by surprise. And then I started shuffling and I went and did, uh, went and tried to play for X Factor for a little bit. Um, and did you X try out, did you, did you try out for them and, and made it right away or was it kind of a process? I didn't even, no, it was right away. I went to the tryout. Um, but I mean, honestly, it was more like a. Uh, was that the roster? You want to? Was that no, the roster? You? It was. It was years before. I. I wish I did. I was. I was there for the roster. I was on the team for the roster. That's right. That's what I remember. Okay. Yeah, Jesse uh, was coming up through the for the yeah that series and Zach Wake. But um, no, this was like oh nine. This was in the dark ages that Grayson refers to of X Factor, <laughs> and Alex wasn't really involved. So Alex was really. Um, Who's one? He's like one of the best owners in paintball. Like yeah. people, a team owner, like one of the best in paintball, if not the best. And uh, he's given me tons of opportunity. So, and he's given tons to everybody, yourself included. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Um, things just didn't work with me and the team at that era. 
So I played the first tournament of the year with them, and that was 2010. And then quit the team and started playing for Texas Storm. And then similar thing, built this team up with Mark Johnson, my buddy TJ Danner, and a bunch of other guys. Same story. We're winning every or doing well, top two, top three, then World Cup, no funding. So the Texas Storm debunked. And you know, Sossman was in a position the year before to go pro and it was like it's his time. I was in the fourth of the road where it was my time and I had to make a really tough decision to leave my friends and leave people that I worked really hard for to go pro or to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I did that and then I went and played for X Factor for two years and you know, had a great time with them. So that's like, in short, my upbringing. That's it's to uh, pro, to pro <laughs> yeah, and then pro is a whole other debacle. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's good, man. Those are that's the thing is that uh, those experiences, those life experiences, and those paintball experiences build your character. Absolutely, and and that can go. <laughs> man, really 50-50, that can go either direction because if you think about it, life is just a bunch of choices that you make and and decisions. Okay. And you, if, if you would have made one decision, not necessarily the wrong decision, but a different decision, could yeah. be somewhere completely different. No, that's totally, yeah, that, that's spot on for pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. But for me, at least the way I've looked at things, the decisions I've made or had to make um, were a bunch of decisions, just how you said, where it's like, not wrong decisions, but totally alter your surrounding and you know what yeah. people may think and all that jazz. And for a lot of time, I, w- I was making decisions out of like, oh, I always put the right intent out there and decisions. Yeah. Uh, what was the right thing for me and you know other people, but uh, I definitely for a little bit there, I was making decisions out of fear of what people thought and the way. Not like the public, like you know, realistically, the public's one thing, and they don't really know, especially for paintball, like pro paintball players. Like the public sees a glimpse, even more like less now than before, when you had Dirter and a bunch of media like companies making, you know, uh, like almost like lifestyle material, you know, like the yeah. movies and all the you know all those things. So you got to see more of players and like get it's like that. Ah. Now I feel like a lot of people just see Houston Heat, Impact, X Factor, and a bunch of and Ironmen. You know, all these teams are heavily funded, and they don't see the like the decisions that like us as people have to make. Yeah. You know, I never feel like that's accounted for. People like, especially Mouse. Mouse and myself are probably the easiest people to pick on for team hopping. And there's just like Mouse on a team. He was on five teams, one off season. Meters on no team. Wonder how long. Dude, you have no fucking clue what the hell we're doing or what we're going through. You have yeah. no clue. And it, sometimes it's out of greed. Sometimes it's not. You have no clue, though. Um, but with that little ramping said, it's important to make those decisions and, like, yeah, not be afraid of any of those things. Like, I don't regret any of the decisions I made. Other things I could have done differently? Absolutely. I'm 24, dude. Yeah. I made a bunch of dumb, bonehead decisions. Recently, you know? Like, as of yesterday, as of today, I made dumb decisions. So, like, when paintball, you're being criticized for something you love and, like, you know, the thing that you just give everything to and you're criticized for your decisions, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. But I get it. You know, I get it. There is accountability and there is a ton of things to be said. But, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. And, you know, thinking about it, like, 
on our level, I mean, even let's even take Ryan Greenspan with all the followers and everything that he has and, or, you know, anybody that's, you know, extremely popular in paintball. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're looked under, I would say some kind of magnifying glass, right. On, on what they do and, and everything oh. that happens. But imagine being a true professional athlete in the NHL, NBA, uh, you know, NFL, which you are under a microscope of yeah. any little single thing that you do. And you have, like, I can't imagine the pressure and I can't imagine, like I played Sundays, I played, I played world cups, I've played all these tournaments. And for me, and it might, you know, those athletes or even musicians playing on stage in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, whatever, might have the same feeling where it's like, you know, you kind of lose track of everybody. But just oh. just me thinking about, you know, if I, if I were if I were to have played college and I would have got drafted and been in this huge stage, like, I, where millions of people, you know, will not like any decision you like. Or, or yeah, you make whether but you're, it be this you're compensated. You're yeah, compensated for those decisions. That's the difference in what we do and what they do. Is like all or all the pressure too, like all the pre- pressure of going to practice, and, um, just like the strains on your like emotional, mental life as being a pro at anything. Yeah, you're supposed to be like compensated for that, and and what we do, we're not, or at least not to the point where it's like. For I know for me it's not life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a big thing that I wanted to I didn't know if we're gonna get to that, you know, part of it. Or I still don't know if we're gonna get to like that the deep core of what we're doing, but like Oh, we can. That's the thing I've always I've been wondering that's what I've that's changed me the last three years. It's like when I came in I saw paintball uh with prizes of that would change your life, like you're playing for 50 grand or like cars or mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Things that you could, it's never like, it's never about the prize that you do something. It's, it never is. But the difference is like, can we at least get something? <laughs> like, can we, we, we did get something. Yeah. Can we at least get something now? Because what I'm doing now is you're asking me to sacrifice like last year, the way the scheduling was done was so poor, and they've corrected it now. It's mm-hmm. awesome now. But last year, I like just for your archetype paintball player that wants to be like an aspiring pro player. Uh, you want to be Oliver Lang. You want to be you know Greg Sewers. You want to be like you want to play for the Ironman, have a contract, have all these things and responsibilities. Well, you got to go play and do these things like those guys do. Mm-hmm. And I was totally ready for that. Totally cool with that. Uh, I've been doing that, but the the time that you're gone, when you actually pay rent, and you actually and when you have a relationship and you have family or any type of responsibility, even dogs, and you have to go train two weekends before an NXL tournament, and then immediately after that get on a plane to go play in Europe. So I'd be gone for like a month minimum, mm-hmm. uh, and I even moved to a different closer location to be next to my uh, American team. Yeah. And it still was impossible. And it wasn't impossible for the scheduling. It's impossible for the, the money. Even if you win every one of those terms, like what impacts doing, which is amazing. And, and, and it's setting the tone. And I, I encourage, I'll, I, I encourage impact to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't, then you're a liar. Like one, uh, and you don't know how champions are and that's everything they're doing is respectable and I'm with it. Mm-hmm. But even in that, the money that they make isn't enough money for, 
Dimitri Ninios to live. Like, it's not how Dimitri wants to go about living the rest of his life. Yeah. I've, I've experienced enough of that. And it's, I've been doing this for like 14 years. And I got in at a young age where I, did, wasn't, I didn't have to be responsible for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But now that I am becoming responsible for things, or at least seeing that I want to go do other things, have other parts of my life, um, it's crazy, man. It's nuts. Like yeah. The $12,000 that Impact just won at Vegas doesn't do a thing for anybody. Like it's not a life changing, the money aspect, the, yeah. the, the winning that changes your whole life. You're, if you win one of those things, I'm not taking anything away about the accomplishment. The accomplishment Yeah, the experience is itself is priceless. Is, exactly. Priceless. But for us to be professionals and like, you know, commit to this, commit my life to this, I need to be compensated for more. You know, yeah. in that fashion. If you want me if you want that level of dedication, I need to be respected in financially that level of dedication. That's the biggest thing, man. I feel and, and I and I say this a lot, you know, the the average professional paintball player is the last on the totem pole. Yeah. Because nobody because we are replaceable. I mean, it is what it is. We're replaceable, no matter oh, totally. no matter who we are, especially in the sport of paintball. We are replaceable because somebody, some some hungry kid, will, you know, eagerly step in and just play to throw on a jersey and say, "I played for this team, and here I am." You know what I mean? So it's like, where, when? But where are those kids? That's the one thing I want to interject. Yeah. Where are those kids? Show me those kids. Fuck if I know. You know, people always talk about that. Let me see the kids because I was yeah. one of those kids and I, I will be like uh, in your face about this. Show me the kids, dude. Mm-hmm. Show me a kid who wants to take someone's a pro player spot that has the skills to do that. Instead of or talking at least, shit on the internet or – Or at least yeah. like, you know, the drive. Show me something. I see a ton of kids blowing my shit up or talking shit about something, about what they can do or what they've done or any number of those things. But, bro, I've watched the divisional stuff. I've – Dude, when I was with AC and Greg and I built AC, I saw hundreds of divisional players. Mm-hmm. And we brought uh, probably, I mean, dozens of people in to like a high level, but to play pro, the people that we brought in were already pro players. Um, and of that, there's been Nathan Roberts played a little bit, like got his feet wet and pro, and then got his feet wet and got out. He didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Totally cool. Um, Ryan Hall who I don't even know that well, but he's awesome. Like, he's a great player, and he's straight up, and I respect the hell out of that. And Greg likes him, so usually Greg people, the people that Greg likes, I'm usually on that wagon. Um, but they're really not much else. Like, young kids, I don't know. I don't see them. Same thing in Chicago, man. Like, you should see Badlands whenever we, we go and practice. There's nobody watching. There's Everybody's doing their own thing. Nobody's yeah. – nobody's, but – is it, is it the paintball itself? Is is it knowing what professional paintball is? I mean, is that what what's maybe people are like? Well, you know, if if we're on here and you know you know what's gonna happen, it's people are like, well, you guys get all this shit and you compensated for it. You get you get free gear, free paint, all this other shit, and and you're it still took 10 and you're years. still bitching. Yeah, it took exactly. Ten years. It took me. It took me <laughs> thirteen, fourteen years to do this. And and I can bitch about it because I've been I've been through it and I want yeah, to dude. make it better for the kids that are gonna come up 
and try yeah. and dedicate their life to do this because that's what I did for the 14 years is I dedicated my weekends where I could have spent with my family or I could have spent with my friends doing this or that. But no, I went to the paintball field and I busted my ass and I went to school and I did all this other shit because I wanted to turn pro because to me in my eyes – at least back then, it looked like all the pros were it. They could they could walk up to like, you know, whatever it was, whatever sponsor, and be like boop 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 yeah. boop, and it was just. And I understand the economy, and I, I know all that shit. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but the thing is, even taking it back to the impact thing, you know, that twelve grand probably goes to the team because it's not like Bart needs that money. Oh no! You know what I mean? Even when it goes to the team, but he imagine imagine a, a lower end team though gets that yeah. 12 grand, I guarantee the team owner's like, hey, I got to get some of my money back because, like, if, if let's say, yeah, I'm trying to think of a team, uh, yeah, I don't want to put anybody out there, anymore, but let's say, uh, let's just say Rennick, for instance. If, yeah. you know, if, 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 if and when we win a tournament this year, um, he, he, I can't even think of the thousands and thousands and thousands of yeah. dollars that he's put into this and for him to have a chance to maybe have a little bit back and be like, I fucking understand, man. I know exactly. I, I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Out of personally, out of all the tournaments I've been a part of winning or like play, you know, getting compensated for, I think there's been maybe one time, maybe two times where they, they actually took the money away from the players and that's the double end of it. Even if like Rennick or whoever it is takes the money back at the twelve grand for the owner, it's like okay, cool deal. And when they give you the money, it doesn't make it any different. It's a nine hundred dollars or a thousand dollars that you get to use doing whatever. I know no one's like putting that money into their four hundred one k or like <laughs> you know it's not a life changing amount of money, dude. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that it needs to be. I'm not saying anything like that. It just would be nice if we structured it to have more incentive to maybe have like a kid want to come up or maybe like us want to work harder or something. I don't know. There needs to be mm -hmm. some sort of incentive for what we're doing because it's just dumb. Like it, it's just yeah. silly to be like, so wait, why are you going over here? Uh, they'll fight over 12 grand. And you don't even get all 12 grand. You get $1,000 of that. And of that $1,000 you spent – Two Maybe. weekends yeah. practicing that you could have made you doubled your money mm -hmm. working like a minimum wage job. I don't know. That stuff is just recently like resonated where I'm just like, ah, man, the direction. I believed in this. I still believe in this so much. But the yeah. direction, and that's what was cool listening to uh, the two podcasts I listened to recently of yours were Justin Rabikoff's and Bart Yakimek's. And they were both extremely profound and incredible uh, accurate information from both of those guys. Yeah, and I know Jerry was later, but I wanted to listen to his because that is a intelligent individual, and I share a ton of the same opinions as him. So he nailed it. Like, yeah, go listen to those two if you want to know where <laughs> I'm at on things. Yeah, and and you know, thinking about it now too, it's like I and I and I I truly believe this. I don't just think it. You know, a lot of teams I feel now the the nostalgia to play for them is now gone and it's more like you know this is what i think is people coming up now are like well you know i know i'm from the chicago area or i know i'm from uh the texas area or whatever but i kind of want to you know drive towards playing for impact because they get paid 
I mean, yeah. but, but yeah. because it's so lopsided, because you know, because yeah. but it's only it's the top one percent <laughs> that that yeah. get that get paid. Everybody else is an average player for the most part. You know, well, so totally. And you're, I mean, and it's sad to see it anything. that way. Yeah, it's a very fickle, fickle, fickle thing. Paintball is a fickle bitch. It's a fickle thing. But, uh, I mean, I, I love it. I love the fucking game more than anything. And yep. I love the people. And I love the things that matter about the game. Mm-hmm. Those things still matter. It's just, we have, a, like, there's an outlet. There are people in position to hear us. And there is things that need to be shifted and done. Just mm-hmm. straight up. Like, yeah. And that, that's the direction it needs to go in. Um, at least for the, just the sanity of, committing time to this for so long yeah like it needs to grow you need to have some growth and it doesn't even need to be the prize money it can be anything there needs to be some growth um the the psp was built on something just uh, like a five-year sustainability plan mm-hmm. where it was like we can sustain to keep the league around for this long and when i heard that i was like the word is sustain Oh my god! And that was a that was a number of years ago. Yeah. Um, but right, when I heard the word was sustain, and that's my industry leader. That's the guy who's, you know, in a way of a way paying my checks. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like I'm a young guy. Am I gonna? I'm not committing to sustain. Yeah. I'm committing to grow and to make something, not to sustain. That's what was good and that's for. That's something uh... I feel like we all believe in. You know, that's what yeah. motivates all pro players is. Obviously, to win, but you, everyone is fighting for the bigger picture. Like that's underlying thing, common ground for all pro players. And I think that's what I that's what I really liked when I heard Bart talk about it. When yeah. he was, you know he was talking about having you know not just he not only wants to grow the sport itself, but he wants to grow the league. He wants the experience to be great across all boards. Um, he wants to sell the sport to you know incoming uh outside sponsorships and and try and get the sport big i mean the biggest thing the biggest thing that i heard and uh i was talking to a few people about this was the whole facebook thing and and the youtube thing of them uh, and how big it was and trending and shares and all let's this throw shit it, let's throw and, it on facebook twitch why don't we you know i brought twitch up so many times uh i used to be for people that don't know i used to be really proactive in uh, shaping our sport and I really like fought uh, went to some meetings really got you know my opinions out there and uh, and gave honest opinions and structure and ways about doing the suggestions I was giving not just the bullshit we need a 15 minute x-ball blah 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 shut up dude right. you're wasting your opinion saying shit like that how about you think for a little bit and come with some like cause and effect like what if we implement this to achieve this? Mm-hmm. And here are the ways I believe we can achieve that that aren't cost effective, that are that are cost effective, not costly on anybody, not the consumer, not the industry. Like those are conversations that need to be had. Like I get it costs money to have a free thing, makes sense. Yeah. But uh, Twitch is a very positive avenue. Facebook's a very positive avenue, even if it doesn't. The return investment is not supposed to be immediate for any of it. Yeah, that's and why I just never understand. It generated hundreds sense. of thousands of views. I mean, why are we fighting for this pond? There's so much I 
really just never understood. Like, why isn't the market attack Asia like stronger? Why don't we have tournaments structured in different parts of the world? Of you know, they're doing they're doing a lot of these things now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's just major markets that we're just not tapping into, and they're gonna people will tell me some bullshit reason they heard from an anecdotal story of Dave Youngblood and somebody else why things don't work. Well, I'm telling you, you're wrong. And you don't know because you're not in the rooms or not in the conversations I've been in yep. or heard, you know. The, and even in those conversations I've been a part of, I know there is like fugazi in it where it's like, no, we can do that. We can until we're stopped. Like you can advertise on Facebook until you're stopped. Just do that. Like keep going until they yank it down mm-hmm. for like the paintball gun, what, you know. Things like that just frustrate me, and we're we're an industry that fights to be professional when everyone's a friend anyway. You know, all the drama and theatrics in this industry are because people's relationships are too close to begin with. Mm-hmm. So why are you striving for professionalism and marketing? What's really just your dirty laundry? You know, yeah. Like when the chaos happens in the Nash, at, at NXL tournaments in the pits and Ghost Sports is discussing, you know, blah 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 blah. You're de- you were literally broadcasting just drama. Our yeah. drama. Why don't we actually commit to doing that the right way and broadcast our drama, like for everybody to see and like make it intense and gritty the way, like drama is, reality TV is. Like that's what Planet Clips and a lot of those other, and I'm talking really fast, but a lot of those other media outlets <laughs> um, have had a lot of success in was creating drama and stories, even some that didn't exist. That is the point of theatrics and entertainment. The Dude, suspense. Like, people don't want to see it. Like, the J-Rab and Greg Pauly match, like, you know, little spit-off was awesome. I don't know if you saw that, but that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, we need that. Like, come on. <clears throat> Bring that shit. Yeah. Bring that intensity. Uh, respectfully, of course. And, you know, J-Rab handled that situation respectfully. I'm sure Greg wasn't saying anything like, I wouldn't say in that same position. You know? Yeah. But, no, we were too worried about Archie's pelvic thrust and how entertaining that was. Even that has room. Even the the twerk, pop, lock, and drop it has like room. But in in other like so, the people who are doing paintball right, I'll top it. I'll name them off. It's <laughs> it's Carl Markowski, Barry Digio, do selling the game right. Like these are all different avenues, right? Uh, Ryan Dizon, uh, Brad Baldwin's doing a great job with uh, from inside uh, inside the net. Ryan Dizon's doing a great job with his vlog series. Trevor's doing a good job with his vlog series. Um, you know, these are people that are literally doing more for the sport than the industry itself, as far as like broadcasting. And I'm not saying the industry needs to come and like take over that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the furthest thing from that. The industry needs to get behind people like you guys and Ryan Greenspan. Like, dude, Ryan's put his whole life into putting the game on his back the entire yeah. duration of his career. And he has brought paintball places that no one else has brought it. Um, and this dude, I mean, he's still like fighting. He's still fighting yeah. to, for his sport to live. Like, what do you think's gonna happen when he doesn't play anymore? He's gonna be involved in the sport still, but like, while we have him, while we have you, while we have these guys, like, I would say that if it wasn't me, I'd say the same thing about me when I was like, fighting the fight. I'm inactive right now because I'm looking at my my own life. I have this awesome apartment now. I'm living in Texas and trying to figure my own thing out. It's not yeah. my time to fight anymore. I fought for enough. Like you guys got to fight now because you guys built you guys committed to your fight and mm-hmm. you know, you're broadcasting and you made something of it. Um, 
And that's something to be proud of for all of you guys. And really, and, and, and really, and, and I thank you so much for that, but it's really what I want to do is bring everyone's opinion that has been shut out, or even if they've not been shut out, but I want to bring everybody's opinion to the table. That that's that's yeah, my big thing is because yeah. now you know we can we can hear from a team owner or, or a team owner slash league owner like Bart, but then also hear from a teammate like yourself or hear from Greenspan or hear from all of you know or whoever across the board. Like I want to do some podcasts with the Elevation guys, like they had a great showing oh, in, yeah. in Vegas. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, there's room for all of it. Exactly, and and their voice yeah. should be heard. So. That's what I want this platform to be. And, you know, everybody else has theirs. You know, Ronnie is about his travels and, and what he's doing. Like, for me, I, I'm i trying not to have this be selfish. And podcasts, you know, at least this one, the way I'm formatting it, is it's not. It's really about the content that of the people that I have on more yeah. than it, it is about me. You know what I mean? So so that's that's how I want this to come across and how I'm trying to contribute. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. I think a big thing that I'm pretty sure is Maddie Marshall that told me in like my rookie year or somewhere along the line uh, that you got to tell your own story. You know, mm-hmm. like it, you have to. It's not like it's awesome that we have this broad or this podcast and you know whoever's sitting on this seat can say whatever they want to say and share their story. But this is only like an hour, hour and a half. You have every minute of your life to tell your story or early share your story in some way, or at least make some effort to formulate a way of expressing your story, mm. you know, like whether it's through the consistency rapid fire of Instagram, whether it's vlogs, of like Ryan's nature, whether it's a podcast of this nature, whether it's a podcast, Facebook, FaceTime, like paparazzi, <laughs> bare to style. Like, dude, these are, these are all there. Mm-hmm. And they're all working in their own respective ways, and they'll only go better, like do better if more people um, support that and are open to people, you know, sharing their story. And it'd be okay, like, to go out on a limb and have a video of yourself, like talking about your own shit, like your own day. But yeah. uh, I, I feel like it's just so discouraged. And in our own little bubble, it's like, come on, dude, let this guy like take his pictures, let this guy take his little videos, mm-hmm. let him. Like let you have your podcast, and while we let you guys do that, uh, and we, you know, listen to it and watch it and do all that stuff. How about the industry? Like, how about we get them involved too and show that there's value in this. There's more value in this than there is in the in the pursuit to fight for subscriptions to watch Go Sports. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate for Go Sports. I am not a huge advocate for the fees and hurting our industry to support our industry. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It yeah. never will. Yeah. I get it. I get, I get why it's just not going to make sense to me. Sorry. Well, I, I, I think with, I understand the production there's with production, there's a cost, right? Totally. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, with the services that we have available stream wise, and it's just like, dude, you got to go dig the worm and then you got to put it on the hook and you got to throw it out there to see if you get a bite. Right. So I yeah. mean that's a fishing reference. If nobody got that, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but I mean, it's like uh, you you have to you have to. This is just like anything. This this sport in the realm of the universe is not a successful sport. You know, we we we've gone we've we've met this plateau. We've met this ceiling 
where we need yeah. to we need to break through and as soon as we get you know as soon as we get more and more eyes on it then now where when you have a conversation with somebody you go oh you play pro oh that that's that, that so cool you know i heard about paintball i heard about this i actually saw it here you know it's like you won't have the conversations where oh you can you play pro paintball i've never heard of that before you know like and and that comes down to the face the the Facebook stream the the, the YouTube stream the the curiosity There's, is going to draw yeah. the eyes. That's going to be the just, huge thing. Yeah, just imagine what it'd be like if you were able to show. Yeah, just in an easier way, like the videos of paintball, if it was so accessible as to Facebook as opposed to hunting down or like what's even more specific is videos of yourself playing paintball. And that goes from the pro to like amateur players, mm-hmm. but like it starts with it being on Facebook and it being like encouraged to post you playing paintball about you know whatever. Like here's the when the NBA put the, the NBA on Twitter, like the reaction and views was insane. Um, and they made the NBA the NBA did this made their service a free service on Thursdays, mm-hmm. and it was crazy. And it was trying to gauge like how Twitter where Twitter was at, and that's like not really relevant but what is relevant is the ability for anybody who's like a competitor to show them doing what they do dude mm-hmm. you like you sacrifice so much time away from your girlfriend to not ever be able to show her you doing what you do or like you know your friends or something unless it's like us where we're like we go on go sports and we hold on let me show you do 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 go sports.com do 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 yeah oh here's my login oh let me scroll through here's my match Mm-hmm. Fast forward, fast forward. Okay, split. like that whole process is too long. The random person isn't going to do that. The random person is going to see it, you know, trending, streaming on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, and go, yeah. well, "What the fuck is this? Oh, that's cool." I mean, that's that. You don't have to throw on the whole day, man. Just throw at least parts of every day and leave it know? there. And leave Cause, it there because Ghost Sports pulled it. I mean, did you hear it the numbers that they were getting? No, I I didn't. Hundreds of thousands of views, at least, at least I th- I want to say fifteen to twenty thousand watching at a time, three yeah. to four thousand shares, yeah, and then they pulled it after yeah. I think before or during Saturday they 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 pulled the feeds and they pulled all of everything that they put on Facebook because they wanted yeah. you to go to subscribe, and um that's just that's what I heard I didn't really actually see the numbers but I know I know of people that went on there and seen the numbers themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was huge. I, mean, even, I thought it was even, great. Even if it's even if it's half those numbers or a third of those numbers, those are better numbers. Absolutely. So and not only that, but you're broadcasting to like I think there was eight thousand to nine thousand active at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the number is now. At one time that was the number of subscriptions to uh Ghost Sports. Yep. But I feel like that was a little high, to be totally honest. Because this is full disclosure, Dimitri. Now, where I really don't care, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how things are. <laughs> this is a playing on podcast, man. You can talk about whatever you want to talk. Yeah, about. Um, dude. Okay, get the fuck out of here. One and two. You have to leave that on there. You have to leave it up mm-hmm. because the people that viewed that aren't the eight thousand or the three thousand or whatever thousand of subscribers you had. The people that watch that are by by far not subscribers. Uh, of your your uh, broadcast, mm-hmm. and it just I don't know. I gotta tread lightly, but 
See hey. that? See that's the thing too, man. It's you know the the people that we know that are involved. We're trying not trying not to hurt feelings, but at the same time, it's not if, if out I'm of not disrespect, no, it's not at all. Not. Yeah, not I want all. to help you, Cena. I've known you forever. I have your phone number. I can call you right now. But dude, I want to help. That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. But I don't think me helping because I have helped. I don't think anyone helping in this way is help. I think this is just another thing of sustainability but we're not calling it that yet and the thing is what i don't want this to be is a thing about the negative things of paintball and then excel because they have done really good positive things especially from the you know the first year to this year now um but if the negative things aren't pointed out they won't get fixed i mean that's the thing too that's why I just said it's really for like 20 seconds. And that's why the last like 40 minutes I've been yelling <laughs> yeah. and pitching. But yeah. uh, that's that's like a little way to protect myself where I can say, okay. Well, I yeah. did say. But no, really, man. Uh, there's If you want honest opinions and like productive and someone who has outside industry experience in different fields of how things work and how to get the ball rolling um, – who's younger, more connected to this demographic of people, not only people, but like just overall, uh, mm-hmm. generationally, technology. Uh, we, you have to listen to those people, man. Yeah. You have to listen to our, to our players, the people who have been doing this, and people always say that, we, we listen to our players. You haven't really listened to the right people. You haven't listened to the people that have opinions that are actually trying to help. You listen to the, the, the names. Yeah. I guarantee you there's a lot more productive people in paintball than the pro players Mm -hmm. i bet you there's way more like suitable candidate to help formulate the best strategy to attack paintball in the amateur divisions than myself you know there's there just is i think it requires an outsider's perspective um because everyone who's been involved has been a pro player or the money man and those are the two personalities we've had we haven't had like another or just like a unique perspective or an right. honest perspective. It's all been honest for different driving forces. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that I have the answers, but or, or I'm not saying that I have the right answers, but I might have I, I have might some solutions, you know, maybe. And they might even not even be the right solutions, but at least it's I have some kind of experience where I can say I have ideas that might work. You know, I might have a different perspective than somebody else, and and it you know it's it all depends on who's listening and and uh, how open minded they are. Totally, but while the power isn't in the hands of the players, and I don't think it ever will be. I don't think it ever should be. I think it it should be somebody else's power. But I don't want their responsibility. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. I, I don't think I think that's why. Well, that is why we're in the mess we're in now. Is because yeah. the sport was led by players. Mm-hmm. Um, and the players made the decisions they felt they needed to make and the right ones at the time, but it just didn't, you know, pan out the way it needed to go for a number, a ton of different reasons. But what matters is that we have avenues to reach other people like your podcasts, Ronnie, Trevor, um, Brad Baldwin. Uh, there's another guy like paintball ruined my life. That guy, you know, all these guys, like, there needs to be more people like you. The Ryan Greenspan, obviously, just shout out. <laughs> Always pin him up there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, these people need – we need more people like that. And it's, uh, um, you know, one day I'd like to be one of those people. But 
right now I don't, you know, <laughs> right now it's about me wanting to play. But uh, I think everybody, the especially the divisional kids, they have a lot more power than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really believe that. I feel that the power lies in the customer. So the customer gets to decide. I think yep. if the divisional people were able to formulate respectful opinions as opposed to troll opinions and then, which is like 90% of them. Like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know, but hey, I'm empowering you guys. I empower everybody to go like do the fight or, you know, at least share your narrative, share your experience. Not yeah. every experience is the same, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's pro players or other guys, whizball guys, you know, there's so many, there's so much room for paintball and we've limited it to this format that is this is special robinson's uh phrase but tic-tac-toe and it is tic-tac-toe it's getting better it's more fun tic-tac-toe this year than it has been but nonetheless tic-tac-toe 10 yeah. man's badass yes 10 man is super fun you know what even Whistle is more fun, fun than 10 man is seven man seven man is fun too i love seven man yeah you do so yeah. so we were talking about drama earlier Mm-hmm. Um, why and how Aftershock? Well, uh, at the end of 2017, uh, late in the offseason, it was brought to my attention that I was no longer going to be playing for the Los Angeles Ironman. And uh, I don't really have much to say about that at all. It, that's not ready for public forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be a time where that is, but it's not now. And so, and I wasn't I was, trying to get that out or anything. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I, I just, just. I'm not gonna put you on the spot. Because if you're listening for that, it's not coming this time. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, but I found myself in a place where I just wasn't happy. I committed to playing paintball, and it wasn't, just wasn't right. There was nothing right about it, and it was. There's a ton of different factors, and I had a lot of fun despite everything. Uh, but I moved to California from Texas. I moved down my my parents' home, got my own apartment, my first apartment, and did the paintball dream and lived it and lived it well, and it was awesome. But it wasn't my dream anymore. You know, it wasn't Dimitri Ninios's dream to go play paintball at that point. It was Meter's dream, and Meter was like a kid. Mm-hmm. And Meter is now not a kid. Meter is now, like, at the time, 23. And, I, yeah, I made a bunch of decisions that I feel like I just got lost in what I was doing and why I was doing it. So uh, I ended up retiring. <laughs> I mean, quitting. Really, it's quitting. I quit for a little bit. Yeah. And But it was the most important thing to my, my love for the game and my life. And... I don't think I quit. I didn't play. Or I didn't quit playing paintball. I just stopped. I I made it like honest with myself and said, "Dude, I think you're not gonna like. I really don't think you're gonna play professionally this year." And that was like, I can't express to anybody. And if anybody, if the people that do know me, you will know that to say that is like the most painful thing. Um, it's hard. Is is the most painful thing, and it, I could break down in tears talking about it and I had a tremendous support uh, group during all of that and it, a lot of it really wasn't about the Ironman a lot of it was just about like where am I at now like why is this happening to the like the not the golden child but like you know 
just the kid who had it all, uh, had everything aligned for paintball, like rookie year, rookie of the year. Not that that shit matters, but like accolade wise, like you yeah. had it. Done, 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 done. Recognition. You, were, you kept going. Yeah, yeah, it's just affirmation. Boom, I did that. Win World Cup, boom, we did that as a team. And then the rest of my career, and I finally got to a place where there just wasn't, I didn't identify with anything. I didn't identify with a champion. I wasn't, I didn't identify with myself. I didn't identify with my, the team I was on. I didn't identify with a lot of things. I was confused as hell, lost as hell. Um, and yeah, I told myself I wasn't going to play anymore. It, easy. It was, it was difficult as hell to say that. But once I said it, the weight was gone. Yeah. And it was like, oh, wow. So this is what it's like to not have all that pressure. Okay, well, what do I do now? And then that lasted like two weeks. And in those two weeks, I just worked out like every day. And I still play yeah. paintball. I played man tournaments. And, you know, I did all sorts of stuff. But uh, in those two weeks, I realized that, holy shit, like the competitor of me is not done doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like – and Mouse and I have talked about this before. It's not even like – and this might sound awful, but I'll, if it resonates for the people that it's supposed to resonate with, it's worth saying. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that. And, uh, and if it doesn't resonate with you, then this isn't your narrative to follow. Full disclosure, this isn't your narrative. <laughs> but my relationship with paintball, playing professionally, is true, like, I mean, it's torture, and it's love, lust, and every bit of emotion, but it is that. It is extreme. It's not, like, I'm going to go play pro paintball, like, da-da-da-da-da. Like, when I'm really playing, it's fucking, I'm here, and I, that's what it is. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah. And I wasn't that guy for a while. I wasn't that guy for two years, dude. Like, honestly. Genuinely can say that. Um, I was with that. I was that guy in flares of moments. Like when Mouse and I got to play together on Infamous, I was that guy. I was there, and I was hurt. I was hurt as fuck. I had torn ACL, had a, a, a torn ab deal going on. Um, but I was there, and I was there because I wanted to be there for him. And it's one of my like when you play with people who are passionate and like like minded and have the same agenda as you, whether that's winning whether that's just playing, there's totally different agendas. But as long as the agendas are the same or similar, yeah, you are confident and at least fulfilled in what you're doing. The best comes out of you. Yeah. And it wasn't there for me for a long time. And it, was, it had nothing to do with the people I was surrounded by. Um, to a degree, it did. Like the, 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 the energy you bring to the game definitely matters. If, now, if I feel like that and everybody else on my team also feels like that, and you see the results that happen, then you kind of realize, wow, these guys aren't really here to win. They're really just, they were here to win. And then they got, you know, bored or whatever they got. Now it's just a vacation. Now it's just them being there. And I moved to do that. And I'm, and I didn't contribute to, I didn't hold up to my end of the bargain, but I don't think anybody did either. Um, so like after all that, I really just was, like I said, just lost. So now where I'm at with Aftershock and the way it all came about was uh, I played 10-man with Todd Adamson. Todd Adamson's listening to me talk. And for those that don't know, Todd Adamson is an OG badass dude. Poopy. So, yeah. When you uh, when Poopy gets to talk to you in, like, peer-to-peer without having any 
like Todd and I, our relationship's fairly new, but the the respect and what you see in other people is there off the bat. I feel like if you're like the same type of beast of this, those people, it's like, all right, what's your problem? Okay, no, you just got to go do this, and then you're like, oh, shit, okay, that's what I'm gonna go do. I don't even know you. This is what I'm gonna go do. Yeah, that's where you're gonna go do, and that's kind of what happened for me. Uh, Todd Adamson listened to me and he called or he sent me a text and said. Hey, aftershocks looking for for two guys, and it's just like as general as that. And I literally was like, "Oh yeah, crazy. <laughs> huh, what are those two guys are going to be? Because it's not me. Like <laughs> in confidence, yeah, in confidence. No, I'm not playing. Um, and then, um, you know, through that relationship, I played with Rennick and Danny Love and Billy Saransky and uh, all the legends of aftershock. And so once that idea started getting circulated, wow, packs and meter are, you know, they're available or they're, you know, they're not available, but they're, they're not on a team. Yeah. Uh, you could tell that they were like, let's go get these fucking idiots. Like neither one of these dudes has done yet, you know, especially meter. Like you could tell that that's where they were at. And, uh, it was a hell of a, a journey to show up on Sunday. Cause what happened is I like was, pretty much day to day with Aftershock. Cause I, I talked to Rennick and I talked to Bruno, laid it all out, everything I just disclosed with the podcast. And they were like, all right, well, hey man, if, if it works, it works. If not, how about you just try? Why don't you just see what happens? And I was on Xbox Live with, you know, like Mouse and Nick Law and people. And I was like, you know, I, and I, you know, every day they're talking to me and they're hearing me go one side, the other, like what I want to do. And then they're like, just go do it, why not? And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm done. I quit. I quit. It's over for me. I just play PUBG now. That's all I do. Yeah. And uh, when Paxson came in, I dropped him off Saturday. I was like, fuck. I, uh, this is bad. So I, I, well, I had to leave anyway. I just moved into my apartment. But I was like, thank God. I, like, I was stoked to drive away. I was like, I can't talk to anybody. I need to get out of here. Like, I saw Greg. I saw Bruno. <laughs> talk to Bruno. That was already enough emotionally for me to not want to, like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, this is bad. And Sunday I came out and played. And what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast about the energy and how you and I interacted and the team interacted, JJ, LJ, um, Mike Kerr, Stapula, I mean, Pez, all the guys, Bruno. Um, you guys really, really made an impact. Um, for me, impacts. It really did change. It made it. Well, you let us be us, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you let us be us. And we let you guys be you guys, and it literally came together really well. Um, but even then, it was scary. Even then, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, like, you know, it's the Sunday before the tournament. Is that right, ethically, for me to come onto the team the Sunday before the tournament to play? I don't know. That's pretty fucked up. But, you know, unique situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, exa- it's been nothing but that. It's been a unique situation, and it's been really fun. Um, in the short stint, it's only been like a total of six days I've known the guys on the team. <laughs> you know, it's a yeah. time spent uh, as a teammate. But uh, that's like really the, the, the true way of how it came about. Uh, it was that like loose and like effortless almost. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a ton of effort, but it was like effortless once once the show was there. Once the, you know, once everything's put up and the lights are on, like, it was easy. Yeah. At least that's how I I interpreted it. It was like 
Yeah. And then Pax and I, you know, we're, we're, we're our own little duo, you know, that we came in together. And so it's obviously like the way the team is, it's the team and then Pax and then me, but it really was like a seamless transition. Like we were hung out with everybody. Everyone was a part of uh, Chicago Aftershock. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't two people versus seven. It was Chicago Aftershock. And that's what I, I'm really, uh, proud's not the word, uh, but I guess appreciative of the scenario and the situation we're in. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think the potential is amazing. And I think, I think it would not have been the same if, uh, if we would have had PAX and not you, if we would have had you and not PAX, um, totally, it, it would yeah, be a totally different totally, story. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. And, 100%. uh, yeah, I, yeah, man. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be really, really good. And I'm excited to play paintball as well. Um, and I just rooming with you and Pax, I can tell that both of you and Pax especially are are extremely excited to play. Uh, not yeah. only paintball itself, but for you know Chicago aftershock and for Bruno. Um, Absolutely. And it's just, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this season. And uh, this season to me really, really means a lot. So I just I just want it to fucking I just want it to work, man. I, I just spent so many seasons of just being this close, right? Just just being this close, and yeah, it's I'm tired of being that close. Yeah, but it's a conscious decision. Decision it takes everybody on your team to know, like not even to know. You don't need to know shit because I'll tell you straight up, like you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Uh, with teams or like especially in the until like until things the bricks are laid you don't know where your team's at Mm -hmm. like at each tournament like you know you're a good team and you do get to a level where you're you're you know you're gonna make out your prelim bracket you get that comfortable and you're like okay but of course you do eventually get slapped off that pedestal Mm -hmm. so like impact right now i mean they're fighting for all their games but they're on they're operating at such a high level across the board um, that people don't understand, um, and maybe I only understand because I've been a part of teams where we were able to create a similar uh, flow, but not for as long. Definitely not for as, and as consistent. It's really impressive, um, and it takes a lot as a competitor to admire another competitor. But you have to when things are going that well for them, yeah. and then you have to understand and see what it takes. It, dude, your egos. The team, like, for our situation, it would have been very easy for myself or Paxton to come in and have like some sort of an ego that, like, not even like us intentionally, just a player coming from another team, totally different area, coming into a new environment. Like, just if he talks differently, the ego might be like, "Oh, I don't like this guy," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when you're introducing two guys to a team, that's crazy. It's hard to do. It's hard, that it's a hard balance to figure out unless they have the answer to those issues right and that's what we're here to see we're here to see if we have the answer to that yeah um but what's going on with impact is they got all they like so that's what happened they got all these guys they got mouse they got laval they got j-rab they got dave and then over time they've curated the flow process and getting everyone on the same page and like just all right shut the fuck up this is what we're going to do you have your opinion let's hear it okay Maybe we'll implement that later, and then, but everyone's contributing a little bit. And then mm-hmm. when everyone's contributing the little bit they need to, because before Impact was very loud and crazy, because they're all trying to yell their opinions. 
Yeah. And now they've been able to tone it down where it's just accurate information is provided. And then each player knows the next point they go out there, they need to get better and increase the level of play. And it's that easy, but that fucking hard. And that, yeah. that's what people don't get. That's, that you don't, no one gets that unless you've been a part of it or mm-hmm. been on the other end of it. But so anybody could hard. win a tournament. I mean, that's, that's the thing, too. Anybody the thing. at any time. But that's why you have to chase that process and not the process of winning a tournament. Because yep. you can put your heart and soul into winning a fucking tournament. You got five of these to win, buddy. And I'm not saying that you can slouch on any of them. I'm saying you have five to gain from. Mm-hmm. So, like, the way people used to look at it was you'd, you'd get better, you'd get better, you try and win Chicago, you'd get better. But this was always the fourth event. It was always the event that everyone sucked at. And then you'd, everyone would come right, come correctly for World Cup. And that's how, like, for, you were part of teams where that was, like, the mindset, mm-hmm. like, excessive. And things where it was like, all right, yeah, 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 these are all cool, but we got to win this fucker. We have yeah. to be better at this. You're tournament. only as good as your last event. Yeah. But the thing is, if you get so caught up in the pursuit of winning all these individual tournaments and you're not at that point yet, like, Impact's at the point where they're, they're, they're chasing the, these wins. That's what they're doing. That's what you get to do when you earn the right to be at that level. Until then, you're fighting to win a tournament or get better to win some tournament, but not the tournament right in front of you. You can't be so like all in on the tournament in front of you if you're not ready for it. Yeah. Like if we did that for Dallas or uh, for Vegas, we're not ready for it, bro. Like mm-hmm. the team's not ready. So don't do that. You got to come in differently and come in looking to learn and grow from that. Yeah. Not losing and then being pissed off. I'm like, oh, we had the worst fucking tournament ever, which is the attitude you see so common. So common like in all the divisions and all the mentalities. That's yeah. not the mentality to have. You have to be the best player at the tournament. Of course, that is your job as you. That's your job to yeah. be the best player at that tournament. But to lose your, you know, to drive, to get burned out from tournament to tournament is stupid. Yeah. And that's what happens to a lot of least from what i know for pro teams that's what happens to a lot of pro teams you know you'll work so hard to win this one tournament and then it doesn't go your way and then you try for the next one the same way and you don't get the results that way and you never change you never change your mentality you never change your structure of drills or you're just saying maybe the next one yeah yeah let's 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 get 120 cases and practice this way for this one i guarantee you can achieve that uh, with lesser quality players and lesser amount of time on the field if you do it properly and you just break it down the way it needs to be broken down and have the conversations that need to be had mm-hmm. to build successful teams. But nobody wants to do that. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to do that. Everyone wants to just throw money at stuff and, Hope it and practice from sundown to, or sun, sunrise to sundown. It's like I've done that and had success doing that and I've also had success not doing that. And it was way better the way we didn't have to grind – so inefficiently mm-hmm. it's not about the the grind it's just the efficiency of it yeah but that's what i got for teams wanting to emulate but like us like you know we're we're a competitor but to be real every t- everybody's chasing those guys mm-hmm. um x factor is nipping at their heels but dude it's x factor is a great team and it's still just really fucking hard right now but in a way so are we Absolutely, you know, and that's and that's the thing. Absolutely, that's where it comes down. You 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 focus on winning the gunfight, then you focus on winning the point, then you focus focus on winning the match, then you focus on winning the next match, and then you focus on winning the tournament. I mean, that's that's just how it's got to yeah. go. 
just keeps going. But if you get so stressed out about the tournament, like winning the tournament and you're in the prelims, and you're trying to win the tournament, you're gonna fucking lose every time. You're gonna be heartbroken. And you're gonna hate paintball. And you're gonna be one of those dorks on Facebook saying, paintball sucks, I'm quitting paintball every three months and like, oh, you're back sale. It's like, you know the guys, you see the guys. I'm gearbag calling those guys out now. Sale. I'm calling, here's my gear bag sale. Dude, you've had like eight gear bag sales this month. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> Maybe you're just approaching the game wrong. Uh, uh, that's for that's for them. That's my little nugget for you guys. <laughs> well, man, I I I thank you so much for coming on here. I'm gonna I got I gotta wrap it up and uh, I I gotta get to bed, man. I'm an old man. I gotta I got work in the morning. I got I got uh, jujitsu tomorrow. My I'm still I'm still sore from yesterday, from the drills we were doing yesterday. That's good. Yeah. Like I, like I tell anybody, man, if you, if you want something to help you out personally, as well as even in paintball, and I think it's super relatable, try jujitsu. Like even there's a lot of places that even He's have free trials. He's not wrong. I'm getting into it. Should man, at least I've find a place. Where, yeah. 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 And, and tell, tell me what you think. You gotta, you gotta honestly tell me because I'm yeah. diving deep. I'm like finding yeah. myself. Like, don't get me wrong. I do my homework still on paintball, but I've been playing paintball yeah. for a long time. So, but yeah, I'm, I find myself like at times, like, I'm like, all right, well, how did I get caught in that arm bar? And then I started thinking about like how I could, what I could have done differently. But that, that's how paintball was, uh, when yeah. I first started playing paintball and, and at times now, you know, when I, well, you can't feel, you can't be guilty for feeling that pressure. Cause I had a very similar thing through different passions mine but like you yeah. have to go attack that with the same intensity you attacked paintball because you can still attack paintball that way you're still doing it mm-hmm. uh if anything you use jujitsu as a, a strengthening tool to paintball yeah you know you have to you know go master this thing too and then bring what your lessons from that and apply it in paintball yeah like that's you you have to go do you can't just do just to end everything you can't just do paintball like you can i applaud it but it's such a limiting thing to do. It, I'd say the same thing if you committed to school, committed to your work, committed to anything. If you're just going to commit to one thing um, and eat, breathe, sleep in it forever, that's really limiting. You yeah. should just, see, I mean, of course, master the craft, of course. But don't feel guilty if you feel like a pull to look at something else and at least learn from it. Learn, learning's like the tool that you never expire on. Yeah. You, know, you can always learn. And you can always use that same tool in a different scenario from whatever it is you learned and apply it. So yep. go, go keep keep thinking about jujitsu. See what you can bring to practice. <laughs> well, dude, when you uh, when if you go and do the free trial and you try it out, let me know what you think, and I want your honest opinion. But but I feel yeah. like it's it, for me personally, for someone who is hungry to learn anything, um, it is something that you you can't lie to yourself about. With with paintball, yeah. I feel there's areas where you can really you can really fib, you can really put it out there like. But that's if you're gonna be one of those people, man. Yeah. If, but if, if you're gonna be one of those people, then it's not even for you. This whole thing's not even for you. And that's the thing, man. Like conversation wise. Oh yeah. Yeah. In uh, like in jujitsu, like the other person will let you know, and and the other person will put your ego at the door for you. Yeah. And yeah. that's, let me just get rid of your life real quick. But don't get me wrong, man. I love paintball, but I, I love a challenge regardless. And I and I think yeah. I think that's why I like you and Pax on here because I think it's a new challenge and it's a new chapter. And uh, and I'm excited for the season, man. 
yeah, like, yeah, same thing. And I'm really genuinely excited to play paintball with you guys. Hell yeah. Any, uh, any shout outs or, uh, anything you want to give before we head out? I again? mean, shout out to Bruno, shout out to Rennick, shout out to Todd Anderson, shout out to Mike Packin, shout out to Carl, shout out to Planet Eclipse for sponsoring us again. Uh, they, they've been a long-term sponsor of mine and I'm really excited to, you know, be a part of that family again. I really believe in everything that that company does. So I know you're going to shout them out eventually and you're sponsors, but <laughs> shout out to Planet Eclipse, oh, shout yeah. out to GI, um, all my friends that supported me through all of this, uh, ultimate love and respect and yeah that's all i got dimitri nato signing off sweet man much respect and uh glad to have you on bud yeah i appreciate it thank you thank you so much demetrius for sitting down and talking with me uh i had a great time and i'm really really looking forward to uh to the rest of the season i'm excited i'm excited with shock i'm excited to have you guys on the team let's do it here we go all right, here's a shout-out to our sponsors, Charm City Paintball. Like I said, if you guys find them on Instagram or Facebook, he always is posting up all his new head wraps and headgear that he is creating and making. And uh, if you give him a little tickle, a little private message, I'm sure you could work something out with him and make a custom headband yourself. Mike is always looking to, uh, to help customers out and create something unique. So uh, make sure you head over there and shoot him a message. Get some custom headgear. Shit's awesome. Also brought to you by ckfightlife.com. Huge on laser engraving paintball markers. And if you call 951-219-5045, you can personally talk to Tony. I have. He's a nice guy. And if you do that, you can tell him that uh, Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you and you would like some more information on this laser engraving business. And uh, he can give you everything you need and, and point you in the right direction. Or if, uh, if you want some paintball gear, they have that too. They also have jujitsu stuff like keys and rash guards and shorts and all kinds of great stuff. So head over to ckfightlife.com and you can check out all the products. And last but not least, Planet Eclipse, the best paintball marker in the planet. In the planet? On the planet? on the planet <laughs> anyway planet eclipse they uh they have been nothing but amazing throughout the years and have pretty much been reinventing what the uh the, the top of the line paintball marker is and they've done that with the cs2 and uh if you head over to planeteclipse.com you can check out all of the uh the nasty markers that they have made along with all of the soft goods that they provide so thank you to all of our sponsors and again each and every time i'm going to thank all of you guys for listening hopefully you're still listening this far <laughs> but uh but thank you so much greatly appreciated um i'm glad i can get these stories out and i'm i'm super happy that you guys are enjoying the content makes me proud of doing it and uh you know it's I, I love it. I, I, you know, I can't say much more than that. I, I love doing this. And I love the sport, and I, I love the people more than anything in the sport. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or if you just want to say hi, hit me up on uh, Instagram, Carl underscore Markowski, or Facebook, Carl Microwave Markowski, and, uh, and we can chit-chat. You know, I try, to, I try to write back messages fairly quickly, and um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that busy, but I am. But I'm not. You know how it works. But uh, thank you guys so much. And we will catch you here again soon on the Playing Out Podcast. 
Peace.